Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. Swine Health Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Beringer Ingelheim through innovative solutions, cutting-edge research, and world-class experts. Beringer Ingelheim helps producers operate with complete confidence. Learn more at swineresource.com. United Animal Health, scientifically better. Learn more at unitedamh.com. At JBI, we apply biosecurity innovation and expertise to keep your operations safe. SCA Ventilation and Management Solutions, made for farmers by farmers since 1966. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson, and I'm your host for today's episode. Joining me in the podcast studios is Dr. Alicia Krishi. Dr. Krishi is a viral immunologist and assistant professor at the Veterinary College of North Carolina State University. Dr. Krishi, welcome to the podcast. Please introduce yourself for the audience. Hi, nice to uh, be here. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, so as you said, I'm assistant professor at the Veterinary College at NC State. I have joined this position in 2018, so it's almost about five years that I'm working in the college. Um, I'm a veterinarian. Uh, I got my master and PhD in Europe, and my main interest is uh, viruses, uh, immunity, and the pig, of course. The pig has been my main um, animal in the last 15 years, not just as a relevant food animal, but also as a biomedical model for humans. So as I've been working in all these years here in C-State in uh, different pig viruses, in um, immunity, in particular innate immunity, and testing, you know, eventually vaccines or developing new drugs or compounds uh, that are actually active against uh, viruses. Well, we could certainly use some new drugs or compounds that are active against viruses. Um, Respiratory disease in particular is a big problem for pig producers all over the world. Um, would any of your new compounds uh, have opportunities to work against respiratory disease? Uh, well, yes, actually, my main uh, viruses are respiratory viruses. So I've been working almost five years now with a PRRSV, that is the acronym for porcine reproductive and respiratory syndrome virus. And on the other side, another uh, virus has been working almost all my career is influenza virus, both swine and human influenza. And uh, both are RNA viruses, so very high rate of mutation. It's difficult to have an effective vaccines that work against all the strains. And that's why we are trying to um, develop some complementary approach uh, that can, you know, have some effect on those viruses, uh, in particularly related to respiratory complex. Um, so we recently have studied an antiviral uh, that we call Bioply. Um, that is, the name is coming from the bioactive com- component of the compound that is a derivative from platelet. So it's actually a new class of biologic that we have been developing. And we have done 
uh, that from horses, swine, of course, and dogs, humans. So that uh, compound can actually have different sources, um, but is mainly, of course, blood is the main sources because where platelets are located. So we have been able to isolate a specific uh, compound that has uh, a lysate form from blood and contain this, uh, what we call host defense peptide. And uh, we knew from the beginning, so this component was already tested in, in a bacteria layout, so it had some antibacterial activity. Um, it was tested mainly in horses. And so, and so one day we decided, okay, let's see if this compound has any antiviral activity. So actually, we just published last month in Viruses a publication where we tested the antiviral capacity of this compound in vitro. And we found that it's actually active against PERS, uh, flu, and what we call a prototype coronavirus that is not COVID, but is a virus of the typical cold uh, that we use as a prototype. And so we describe antiviral capacity in vitro using primary cells that we isolate from the lung. Um, so in particular, alveolar macrophages and uh, pulmonary intravascular macrophages uh, that we get from healthy animal, healthy pigs. So we were able to you know, demonstrate the antiviral capacity, but also we could see some uh, immunomodulatory capacity in terms of being able to modulate macrophage function. Um, so that's been also a very interesting um, outcome too. So it's not just an antiviral and was just already before um, antibacterial, but uh, it, we know now that has some immunomodulatory capacity too. So that was very interesting. I uh, was taught in veterinary school something I'll never forget, that my job as a veterinarian is to keep the animal's body alive long enough to heal itself. Um, and so I think that's wonderful that it not only has a direct antiviral and antibacterial effect, but it also modulates the immune response to help improve the body's response to the pathogen, because ultimately that's probably the most important response. Do we know much about the mechanism of action? Um, does the does the compound work similarly on viruses the same way it does on bacteria? Or are they two solely separate or we don't know yet? Um, so we know that has a, an effect on biofilm. We do not have a, a bacteria biofilm. We do not exactly uh, how that interaction happened. And um, for what I can tell about the antiviral, that has been the work we have been doing because the antiviral, antibacterial has been done by my collaborator. Uh, so for the antiviral, it seems like not related in changing, for example, cytokine production in the cell. Um, so we are speculating that might be some in direct interaction between the virus itself and the compound. Could be on, you know, binding sites or, you know, other type of interaction that we do not know at the moment. We will, you know, evaluate that kind of mechanism, but we do not have actually a, a clear mechanism that we can tell, yes, this is the way how it works. Um, also because it's still a raw compound that is a mix of different peptides. So um, we, we do not have one peptide that we know it might be the relevant one. So we have still have to 
figured out also that portion of the of the compound itself. Can this compound be found in the platelets of any species or is it specific species of animals that their platelets produce this compound and therefore they're the only ones who we can get the compound from? No, actually it's pretty um, not species specific. As I said, we were able to isolate that kind of compound with a specific uh, methodology uh, that allows only to have a lysate, so do not have any cellular component in the compound, uh, from dog, pig, cattle, horses, and human. So it's not just one species, it's a general. Um, so those peptides are present in the platelet uh, in just because they are platelet and they have certain function in the in in the body so i believe if we try to isolate from lemurs we probably be able to it will depend of course um of the access to you know blood of animal and uh, um, of course we use at the beginning food animal just because it was easier and also because of the interest my collaborator had for example in horses and my interest in pigs so um other people have tried from dogs too because they are interested in other dog type of diseases. So it's really depending on for what purpose you're you're using it. So what are what is the target of that? How you want to use the compound and in which kind of disease or in which kind of uh, Ill, illness in the in that animal. JBI helps swine producers fight against harmful pathogens with the forming power of D7 disinfectant. JBI helps treat or prevent costly outbreaks and assure eco-friendly biosecurity on farm and transport. Safe and effective against PED, PRRS, E. coli, salmonella, and other illness-causing pathogens. D7 is non-toxic, providing a safer environment for your employees, low corrosive to equipment, and breaks down biofilms. Learn more at jbidistributors.com. Is there a pathway for an antiviral approval process for commercialization or that pathway doesn't really exist and an antibacterial approval process would be much more appropriate because this would be easier to commercialize the product through that approval process? Uh, so there is a patent on these and actually there's a startup that has been created uh, based on this compound is called Kenteros Inch. Um, so, you know, uh, they have the intellectual property and is actually already including all these different effects in antiviral, antibacterial um, and potential immunomodulation. So there is actually a path towards commercialization through this startup. We and the startup, we are moving forward to have more, you know, validation and efficacy uh, trial that we can use to a, a potential future commercialization. So there is something going on in that in that portion. It's just it's still uh, at the beginning. Very good. Well, thank you on uh, your work on that. And thanks for coming on the show, Dr. Krishi. To our audience, thank you for listening to the Swine Health Black Belt podcast. Um, please visit us at swinehealthblackbelt.com if you haven't been to our website. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do subscribe. You'll hear messages like our, our excellent information on uh, the novel uh, antiviral and antibacterial compounds that Dr. Krishi is working on on all of our future editions. Um, thank you very much, Dr. Krishi. It's been a pleasure to chat with you today. Really appreciate you making time in your schedule to come see us. To our audience, thank you for listening in. We'll see you next week. Have a great rest of your day. 
Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it with me and share it with our audience, feel free to send an email to healthblackbelt at swineit.com, and we would love to take a look at your research.